On this Aviation special, we take a look at SCN's annual list, the nine. These are the nine most promising and up-and-coming AV industry professionals. We talked to them about getting more young people into the industry and how IT has impacted AV. All that and more next on this AV Nation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. The SCN 9 2019 Part 1. This is Tim Albright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special. What we're doing is we are bringing together the SCNs, the nine for a short conversation, SCN, System Contractor News. Uh, each year pulls together and brings together nine of the hottest, most uh, up and coming AV professionals. And so what we're doing, a nine person podcast would be a bit much. So we're splitting this in half. Uh, and today we're going to talk with four uh, people who are on the nine. So first of all, congratulations to you all uh, for making the list. Uh, first and foremost, is Dana Bauman. Dana, Dana is from Control Concepts. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, and thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And Dana works with uh, with our buddy Steve Greenblatt, uh, who's the host of, of our, our uh, State of Control podcast. Yes. Um, so, and Dana is also uh, heavily involved in the Women of the Vixa Council uh, in the North, Northeast, well, the New Jersey, New, New York area. So, um, Also with us is yes. an old friend of mine, uh, Mr. Mike Brandis from QSC. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks to SCN for uh, believing in me, uh, misguided as it was. Well, they had to have somebody under twenty, so that you know that would that could get you right in there. Oh, were that I that young anymore? Um, also, with us is Jesse Scarborough. Jesse is from Diversified. Welcome, sir. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And last but not least, uh, from the uh, the uh, um, country of the uh, United Kingdom, Mr. Kev Talbot. Uh, from Involve. Welcome, sir. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm still a little perplexed with this whole thing, but <laughs> here we go. There we go. And, and here's the thing. So Kev is also a part of, of a podcast uh, called AV Jam that I, I personally like a lot. Um, it, it's uh, JP, um, one of his co-hosts, I've gotten to know uh, quite a lot over the last year. So you can check that out as well. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, but first, let, let's kind of get this get this down. I mentioned the fact that SCM puts this together, and um, it, let's start with with Danny on, on this. We we I, I made the joke about Brandis being twenty. He's not. He's you know, but he is a, a younger uh, AV professional, and you all are, right? Um, I said here, you know, in my forties, and and you all are considerably younger than me. That's kind of the makeup of though of, of this list. Dana, from a, a personal standpoint, but also a professional standpoint, what does making this, this list mean to you? Uh, making this list has uh, kind of made my year. Um, and I'm also getting married later this year, too. So it's my two top uh, <laughs> was something that's hard to beat. But I'm so appreciative of it to SCN and whoever um, also contributed um, to allowing me to hold a position with the nine. I'm in wonderful company as well. Um, and personally, it just kind of gave um, a chance for me to share with my family and friends as they know I'm newer to the industry, um, almost four years now, um, that I can try something new, something a little bit out of my comfort zone and uh, something that holds a lot of challenges and uh, uh, get to a point where I could be acknowledged in such a way. And um, professionally as well, um, I, a lot of uh, much of the industry and as I know, we're trying to get uh, younger uh, people to join the industry and uh, have a firm foundation there. A lot of it holds a lot of really awesome veterans 
this. And it's just a great way for me as a newer person to the industry to have a little bit of clout and, you know, to, uh, to kind of justify that anyone who is newer or trying or on the younger side, um, we are trying to fill your shoes. Yeah. Mike, you, you've been um, different spots in the industry. You, you started out uh, doing live sound. Uh, I met you when we were both technology managers 100 years ago. Uh, and now you work for a manufacturer. What, what does this mean, you know, as, as we look at, or as you look as kind of your, your path through the industry, what does this mean to you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's, it's really excited anytime you're honored, whether it's, you know, a 40 and a 40 list or you know, the nine or whatever number we're going to throw at it. But it's nice to, uh, first of all, it's nice to have an industry that rewards uh, people that think a little bit differently. It kind of highlights things that are, and folks that are interested in not doing things the status quo way. Uh, for me, it's kind of nice because I've sat in, as you mentioned, different seats from schlepping gear out of a truck to fixing projector bolts on Saturday mornings so that way, you know, kids can watch cartoons in summer camp uh, to, you know, designing video conferencing equipment and, you know, meeting room video distribution systems. So it's it's interesting to see and the stops I've had along the way. You know, I've worked with some fantastic people and previous the nine uh, nominee. So it's just, um, I think it's a great thing to highlight people that just do it a little bit differently and do it well. Jesse, you recently uh, joined Diversified, I think you said about six mm -hmm. months ago or so. So as you're, you know, still continuing in your, in your career, what does this making this list mean to you going forward? Well, considering most of the people I uh, interact with outside of work have no idea what I do, at the very least, I can point to a piece of paper and say, look, you don't know what I do, but I definitely am not bad at it. But, but you're good at it, though. Don't, don't say it that way, but you're definitely good at it. Uh, but it, it's, it's a pretty crazy honor that I never expected coming out of college, how, however many years ago, I never expected to be honored with anything. I just expected to just go to work and have a job that I hopefully liked. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Kev, um, I was actually over in, in, uh, in London last year, last fall for the AV Magazine Awards, right? Um, which they had a, a couple of, of US-based uh, folks that were up for some awards. Somebody being outside the US, and, and SCN is primarily a, a US-based publication. What does this mean for someone who is not here in the States, but you know, as I said, is in England? What does this mean for you to be, be honored you know, um, by a US publication? I think for me, I was, like everyone said, kind of shocked and grateful uh, for it. It's, it's slightly odd. I never, obviously you have some things in the UK, but nothing to the level that you guys do in the States. AV is such a, a, a bigger thing in the States compared to the UK, it feels. Um, so to be what I believe, I don't know if this is true, but I believe to be the first person in the UK to ever get this, yeah, that's pretty impressive in my eyes. So I'm over the moon with it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Dana, you mentioned you get trying to get more young people in, into the industry. Let's go down that road for a second. As somebody who's been in it for four years, and honestly, I, I would say that you, um, you, you're not a veteran, but you certainly know the industry. Okay. What advice would you give both to folks who are trying to hire, but also to young people who are looking to get into this industry? How, would, how should we get more, more young people interested? 
Um, I think it would be great to just keep an open mind and to also encourage that there's many ways you can enter the AV industry, right? So there's different paths that you can take. And in the almost four years I've been here as well, I've seen others cross paths and either try different positions, uh, move to different companies or different, um, I'll say, sectors of the industry, whether it's integrator, manufacturer. Um, so it's just a chance for you to kind of have a clean slate, but an open path to um, explore whatever um, fits best for you to make your footprint in the industry. Uh, so for myself, I'm doing my best to learn as much of the um, industry as possible, especially from the technical side, but I feel that I'm doing my best to flourish in the industry as a customer relationship manager and on the um, experience side and making sure that um, uh, the the happiness and success of projects and of clients are taken care of. So that's a way to be a part of the industry as well. So just keep in mind for hiring and for um, uh, coming into the industry that there can be a clean slate and just many paths chosen that you can choose from and just um, don't be afraid to find the right fit. Jesse, you mentioned this, you know, hopefully when you came out of college, you were hoping for to find a career that you liked. How, how would you kind of advise or could you be a career advisor for, for folks coming out of college, you know, this year, and, and next year to get into this industry? Well, for if, if you're listening to this, you're probably definitely already in the AV industry. And if you're around my age in your 20s, uh, there's a great group of people called the uh, Avixa Young AV Professionals Council uh, that uh, meets monthly and there's some um, uh, meetups at Infocom itself. And we're gonna start setting up meetups uh, around the US, theoretically around the world. Uh, and the biggest thing is meeting people. And as much as we all want to be recognized solely for our professional talents, knowing the right people goes a really long way. And having a good attitude and disposition and understanding what, what makes you special without being full of yourself will take you really, really far. Kev, you have an interesting pathway. You, you started out your career um, in the IT space and was recruited, if I'm not mistaken, um, into the AV industry. So talk about that path and possible you know, other paths that, that folks who are in the, in, in the IT space now uh, could find themse themselves here. So it, it was a really odd one for me. I'm not sure recruited was the uh, the corrector maybe fast in that respect uh but yeah I, I was doing it this came up with uh av came up with a sister company and it just kind of happened in its own weird wonderful way i think for me that was really good i, I knew nothing about av um as, as jesse said before he's got friends and family that have no idea what it is that we do i think sometimes we don't promote ourselves well enough for what we do as an industry. I think we could scream a lot louder than we do. Um, just for the wow, the variety, there's kind of the emotion that we give for what the, the kit that we can install. And so I think we do need to push ourselves more. I think getting people into AV, maybe from an IT background, the more that IT and AV merge, I think the more progression that will give or the more opportunities that will give, people will see more of it. AV is becoming more IT-centric. So they're going to get used to it. You're going to be talking to guys who are saying, I now want to put this on my network and it's not a server anymore. 
it's a piece of AV kit. So there is going to be a lot more exposure uh, in that respect to get people into AV. And I, for me, that, that's a good thing. Do you think, though, that I'm trying to think of another industry? I, I would actually bring IT back into this. Do you think people really understand what people in the IT industry do? I mean, honestly? <laughs> no, I didn't even know. I <laughs> well, yeah, besides, besides help desk. I mean, and I'm, I'm not trying to be cool, you know, uh, smart here, but, but really, uh, the, the more that, that IT and AV have come together, I've learned a lot more about IT, honestly, because of necessity. Uh, one of my dearest friends is, a, is an IT consultant now and, and learn more about that stuff. And I, I look at these systems that he's designing and I'm like, this is, this is not, you know, this is not help desk, right? This is not just servers. So do you think AV is unique Kev, in the fact that nobody knows really what we do? I, I think so. Genuinely, I do think we're unique in that respect. Um, I think people growing up, kids growing up, I was the same. You play with computers more than obviously you look at AV. Kids want to be scripting. They want to be coding. They want to be up to no good sometimes trying to get into systems that they shouldn't be doing as kids. So people grow up wanting to do IT in some respects. So yeah, there's a lot of people that don't really know what IT is, but there's a lot of people that know what it is and they want to get into it in some respects. Yeah. Then kids now that want to get into IT have another option as well of getting into IT. AV is now an option as part of that because it gives us more, more exposure. Yeah. Mr. Brandis, if you were talking to the younger version of yourself uh, and you know, talking about this path, uh, what would you tell him? Um, first of all, uh, I would say probably study a little bit more in college. Um, so younger me, get your stuff together. Um, secondly, you know, AV is great because there's a lot of different parts of AV. It's a, it's a wide open gamut, which is great. You can, again, be in the AV industry, um, schlepping line arrays out of trucks, you know, 200 nights a year to do concert sound. You can be in the AV industry uh, wearing a suit and tie um, and just looking at a, a dashboard monitoring your 400 meeting rooms for Fortune you know, 50 company. There's, there's no one way to get into AV. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to get into AV. It's more about um, approaching problems with an open mind and, and kind of diverse thinking, divergent thinking on how to solve problems. That's, that's AV. That's what's I've been able to do over my time, again, from how do we make more money uh, on concerts by not wasting as much time setting up to how do we uh, build pieces of hardware and software features that will get people to switch manufacturers. I mean, it's, it's creative problem solving is um, foundational to success in the AV industry. I'd say focus there. Don't focus so much on learning about guitar pedals and uh, which microphones to use with which instrument in the recording studio that you have like a 5% chance of ever working at full time. Um, but rather just learn how to learn, uh, learn how to follow up um, and learn how to be detail oriented. Uh, stuff like that goes a lot further than um, understanding, understanding bit streams and, and things like that. Anyone can learn the technology. Um, coming at it from a technology standpoint only will get you a really, really long career in a very niche area of the industry. Uh, but if you're interested in doing new and different and diverse things, you know, caring more about the, you know, the higher level stuff than the detail uh, in, in, in the weeds type stuff is, is far more important. 
I want to drill back on this on this IT thing, and Kev, we'll start with you on this. Has the the IT ness or, or the ITification of the AV industry has it hurt us or has it helped it? I, I'd always say helped. For me, I, I think so. I think it's opened. Coming coming from IT, there was a lot of stuff I'd done before. So for me, it's it's not been a steep learning curve. It's not been scary. For other people in the industry that have been AV through and through, for a bred AV, there has been a lot of panic, I'd say, with some of them. But at the same time, it's give them the opportunity to actually learn something new, to actually find a bit more passion, maybe that they'd lost elsewhere in something new, to find a new way of working and a new way of thinking. So for me, it's got to be good. It allows us to grow, doesn't it? It allows us to expand. I, I think... Just hopping in on his part, it's got to be great because IT budgets are rarely scrutinized as deeply as AV budgets were when AV was part of the library at a university or facilities at a corporate meeting space. Um, $30 for a VCR, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, $65 for a Blu-ray player, you know, all those things get scrutinized. But when you say I need a meeting room that's going to run 100% of the time so that way my team can do their job, which is what IT says, no one is like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. IT says we need hundred thousand dollars for a new um, complete, you know, cybersecurity thing. No one's like, oh, eh, you know, data. It's not that important. They give IT the money. Um, IT legitimizes AV. AV was an, a niche player. IT. I mean, you look at some of the top revenue generating companies in the AV industry, whether it's a system integration firm or a manufacturer. You add like six more zeros to that, and then you're in the IT space. Same thing. So I, I think to the point, people who worry and who say things like, well, IT is going to take over AV. It's like, great. You know, there's a lot more money in IT than there ever was in, in AV. Um, and, and secondly, there's two ways to view everything. There's, there's a problem or an opportunity. And I think a lot of people view it as a problem. My cookie cutter design that I've done for 15 years with the same pieces of equipment is now being scrutinized as, is this the best workflow? Uh, that's, some people, you know, find a, you know, a little chaff with that. But, you know, for me, it's now the chance to do something new. We've got this. Uh, we're no longer fighting to get stuff on networks. They think it's easier to put stuff on networks. Traffic is managed better. You're not a separate department. I mean, 10 years ago, geez, when I worked at the university trying to get uh, audio and video on the network at the university, it was just ridiculous. Like, we even put phones on the network, and I thought someone was going to scream. Um, now it's like, why would we put a separate parallel point-to-point -point infrastructure in place when we can just put this on the existing network we have? Switch ports are way cheaper. I mean, IT is going to drag this industry kicking and screaming forward, um, at least in the corporate AV sector. Of course, there's a ton of wonderful AV opportunities outside of the corporate sector. You look at themed entertainment, hospitality, stuff like that. The convergence isn't there as, as much. It doesn't need to be as much. You look at a themed entertainment, it's more likely they've got an experienced design group and less likely they've got an offset of IT designing rides and attractions and things like that. So uh, there's a, where IT's pulled in already, I think it's been nothing but positive with, I would say some learning and growing pains, but overall it's just a, a massive benefit for the AV industry. See, I, I agree with that. It was that, that, that one phrase, as you said, it kind of legitimizes, legitimizes us. I totally agree in the respect that what I've noticed, and there has been a, there has been a change, 
AV for me for so long felt like an afterthought. Something was happening, a new install, a new build. You had building contractors, you had m &E, you had the Sparkies, you had IT in from day one because it was important. AVA always felt that we were there at the end because all you're doing is banging a screen on a wall and who cares? Genuinely, now I feel because of this, we are getting more of, of a focal point. We are being understood a lot more and it is becoming an important part of, of that build, of that install. And they want us there and we're being valued at that point, which is what we want to be. We want to be kind of that grown-up industry, like builders, like M&E and contractors. We want to be able to do that, don't we? That's, we want to be able to prove our worth. And as you said, we may become part of IT, but we are a niche part of IT. We are our own specialization at that point. It seems like the biggest uh, pain point so far with AV over IT in general is communicating needs and requirements with the IT department who are often somewhat blindsided as to the fact that we need to push uh, 15 gigabits per second of video over their network and they weren't expecting that and don't know what the requirements are. And that's going to be one of the big things that has to happen is IT and AV need to be connected early, early on in the process. And like you said, Kev, AV is often an afterthought. And in, unless we want to keep burning people out in the field, trying to get stuff working at the last minute, it's going to have to be a joined effort from the beginning. We're going to have to know what equipment we need for AV at the same time as we're picking out our network switches. And I think to your point, it's that exact, you know, we were, we have the opportunity, not the problem, the opportunity to educate the, you know, the IT departments for our customers, for our customers, customers, depending on who we are. Um, and that's, you know, really powerful. Everyone's been like, Oh, IT is going to take our money. They're going to, you know, lord their thumb over us and they're going to say things like, uh, you know, network security and all these other things that we don't like in the AV industry in general. But really, it's a chance for us to educate IT. It's like, if you want this experience, you need to know these things. You know, not all network infrastructures are, are, are alike. We know that. So, you know, working closely with IT departments, like, oh, maybe not this network infrastructure, maybe that network infrastructure for these reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it, it's just a tremendous opportunity to start out on projects together. And we do this with our customers regularly start out on projects together, work through the project. And by the end of it, usually the IT department will find out that the AV people know a lot more than they thought they did. Uh, and it doesn't come from yelling at them about bit streams or why we use VGA or, you know, HDMI or display port or any of those other things that people like to argue about. It's let me show you my competence. Let me resolve your problems that you're having that you didn't know you were going to have. Um, and, and that just comes from, Again, a, a wider um, audience and being part of IT now versus being part of facilities where we had to constantly show the facilities guy that, hey, we can make this room work and we can put a projector in here and we can do that. Now it's like, oh, hey, network guys, your issues are with that switch and that IDF and you can see this trace route packet drop. I mean, showing that to an IT manager, it's like they ask a lot fewer questions in the future because they trust you a lot more.
So. Totally, and as you said, it gives IT guys the opportunity to believe in the AV guys and, and understand that they know what they're talking about. It also gives the opportunity for some of the AV guys that are still looking to learn this, for them to realise, you know what, this actually is possible. We can do this and have the confidence to do it. It doesn't have to be a dark art. It really doesn't. A lot of the guys that are doing this have learned a lot of the dark arts when it comes to AV. AV has a lot more dark arts than IT does. So it's having that confidence that you can just expand a little and start to understand about how packets traverse a network. Dana, I want to bring you on this because, again, Dana works for Control Concepts, uh, an independent programmer, uh, control programmer. You had a first row seat at this over the last four years as the AV industry and, and control specifically has made its way uh, onto the IT network. Uh, from where you stand and, and you dealing with, you know, interfacing with control concept customers, have you, how do you feel that the IT industry and the ITness of, of AV has helped? Yes, I would say so. Um, from not being in it firsthand, um, I do um, hear and I'm a part of conversations with my team as well as others in the industry regarding um, this very relevant topic now. Um, and basically, I do feel it, it can be looked at exactly how Mike said, one of two ways, um, an opportunity or a problem. And I don't even see it so much as it being a problem, but just more of an adjustment. And what we've really seen is is the preparedness. And as Jesse said, to bring in, to kind of have the handshake earlier on between the IT and the AV teams um, speaks volumes and is exponentially beneficial um, for moving forward with the project. Yeah. All right, guys, as we wrap up here, we, we kind of talked about you know how you would advise young people getting into this industry. I want to take the, the opposite end of this. Uh, understand, and I've said this a thousand times, I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, I make no, no excuses for that. I am fully in, in the Gen X uh, realm. So I am smack dab in the middle of you know, the older generation and the younger generation. Jesse, I'm going to start with you on this. If you, have, if you could take the, the uh, generation that's beyond me, right, the, the, the folks that are you know, not retiring, they're, they're not retiring it, but they're, they're, they're getting closer to that and they're closer than, than all of us on this call. What would you say? Uh, how, how would you advise them on, on ways to make this industry better? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of those folks that are the leaders, they're the folks that, that are sitting uh, and making the decisions. So, so how should they make the industry better for not just, you know, uh, your generation, but also for the folks coming up behind us? I think this is a little bit of a cliche statement, but that does not make it untrue. But we need to continue to focus on understanding what people's skill set and value is instead of seeing them as a job title and an age. I've experienced some ageism in our community and at trade shows. Uh, and it's been occasionally a surprising experience that I've had to bring up to my older coworkers to point out, but acknowledging people, uh, in my generation who have grown up with computers and have been tinkering with electronics for a long time, they have troubleshooting skills and experience skills, and maybe they don't have the 15 years of pulling five wire video cable, uh, but they do have other skills. And the same is also true in the opposite direction where people in my generation need to recognize that 
the older generation knows things through experience that we simply don't and cannot. Yeah. Kev, uh, same question to you. How, how would you uh, advise the, the folks that have been in the industry the longest? For me, the one thing I, I seem to see a lot and I hear a lot is not that they've given up. Sometimes they don't have the passion anymore that they had when they first started. So I hear a lot of guys that did live sound. They were in a band and they absolutely loved it. And that's what got them into AV. And now it feels like sometimes they're stuck behind their desk dealing with business pains and worrying about profit and that bottom line. And sometimes you just want to give them a shake and say, remember the good stuff. Where's that passion that you had? Keep that. Cause that's, that's gotta be important. That's why we do this, isn't it? I think for me, I'm sometimes passionate, like blinkeredly passionate sometimes, but that's what makes this enjoyable. And you've got to enjoy it. haven't you? Otherwise what's the point? I'd like to think as well sometimes that instead of being stuck behind that desk sometimes and waiting to retire or whatever it be, take a step back and see the guys that are out on the street, the guys that are still pulling the cable. Go out every now and then and get back into the thick of it because that'll help almost bring that passion back as well. Yeah. Dana, uh, same question to you. How would, how would you advise... Um, those that are that are on the the other end of the age spectrum. I would say to um, just know that any um, experience that they may have is kind of what built them to where they are today. And we um, didn't uh, don't have that same foundation with as deep of roots. We have a different kind of roots, and what we're experiencing now will be our roots for then when we become more veteran and have the younger ones that we're trying to bring in, and uh, they'll be. Uh, taking our place. Um, so I would say to just remember on both sides that um, you're both, um, you both have different experiences and skill sets and you can kind of be um, like a yin to the yang and kind of make a completeness. Um, both sides will complete another with the handoff from one to the other. Yeah, I like that. All right, Mr. Brandis, you'll have the last word on this one. God help us all. Um, I could answer this entirely with cliches, but I'm not going to. Um, honestly, both Older generations in the workforce, workforce are more experienced, seasoned, whatever nice name we want to give it, and younger, less seasoned uh, people just need to work their hardest to be the exception to the thing that people complain about. Oh, every young person's lazy, but this guy does a really good job. Or every old person's stodgy and doesn't think about anything new except for this person. Um, that's how you do it. I mean, age. People have been complaining about generations probably since the dawn of time when the new generation didn't hunt as well or uh, point being that um, there's exceptions to every rule and there are certain people in my generation and younger than me that are just lazy awful employees but I can point out at many different places I worked that there were 50 and 60 year old people that were way worse than anyone I've ever seen in my age group so every everybody you know points at the one person as a straw man argument and then they get in these fights that aren't productive it's just be done with it you know the the current ruling class of the AV industry, as it were, the the more venerable uh, members of our society, the esteemed elders uh, who have guided our paths, if you will, um, need to really be thinking about what's next for them. We do probably our two biggest faults in the industry is we don't bring in young people, 
Uh, and the second part is we don't have a transition plan in mind. So when you don't bring in young people and 60% of the workforce is going to retire without a transition plan in place, kind of points to some really large red flags. Um, I worked uh, with a leadership program in, in college and then when I worked at a college. And, you know, one of the things that's always stuck with me there is that great leaders create opportunities for others to lead. Um, and there's got to be some of that. There's got to be people below them pushing up for those opportunities. And there's got to be people uh, that are willing to, for a moment, give up power and let someone else take a lead on a project or learn a new skill that will move them up the food chain. Um, so I, I think just in general, I would advise every age group, stop focusing on the negatives and the problems to start finding solutions to them or before we know it our fears about it swallowing us because we have nothing to offer them are going to be really really true all right that'll be a good place to stop uh thank you all so much and again congratulations to all four of you uh for making the sc and the nine uh dana bauman uh dana is from Control concepts how do people find you uh you can find me um on twitter at uh, dana bauman or uh twitter handles dana b also linkedin um, and any direct messaging, I'm also happy to email or have a call with you. And thank you again. Very good. Uh, Mr. Kev Talbot, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. And how do people get a hold of you or listen to your fabulous podcast? <laughs> I should know this, shouldn't I? Uh, so twi Twitter, um, I'm at Kev Talbot. Nice and easy. I couldn't be bothered thinking of a clever name. Uh, AV Jam is at AV Jam UK if you do want to have a listen to us talk some nonsense sometimes. Um, so, yeah. All right, very good. Mr. Jesse Scarborough, thank you, sir. How do people get a hold of you or, uh, or Diversified? Uh, diversifiedus.com would be the website. Uh, you can get in touch with me specifically uh, through LinkedIn, probably. Or if you're going to be at Infocom in June, we've got uh, the uh, Young AV panel, uh, the future of the industry on the industry's future in Chapin Theater. That's Wednesday at 3.30. And there's a reception and you get to meet me and all of the other Young AV professionals who are able to make it out there. That's Thursday at 4 p.m. in the, at the Avixa booth in the main lobby. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, Mr. Brandis, how do people get a hold of you or QSC, sir? Uh, well, you can find QSC on the internet uh, at qsc.com. Um, I work in the systems business, so you can click on that. We have other wonderful business units that do live sound and cinema, but I represent the systems business. Uh, if you're going to be at the Infocom show in June, you can find us on the show floor at booth 3811. Uh, if you're into having your ears tickled with delightful sounds from our incredible loudspeakers, you can visit our audio demo room uh, at W224B and hear our speakers and our premium business music solution. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. It's just all pictures of my dog and soccer tweets. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn. All right, very good. Uh, thank you all so much. And again, congratulations uh, for making the SC in the nine. For us, for Aviation, go by the website, avnation.tv. Avnation.tv, you'll find programs like this and a host of others, including two weekly news wrap-up shows. One is called AV Week, and it covers the commercial side of AV, and the other is Resi Week, covers the residential side of AV. All that and more at avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Avnation